Push that thing. Sodium intake for two days. I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. Right on. Time to go. Let's do it. Good day. It's like full spectrum cycling and whatnot. This is number 226. Yeah, now finally the tech room. Yeah. Uh, teacher advisor contact. Entered through 224. Mr. Yes. Mr. This Peniston. Is, this is awesome because it's three weeks worth of material. And he, Yeah, and he would point at me with his two fingers left because he got it, his hand caught in whatever serpentine belt type thing of a car at some point. I mean, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I like, I like my digits. I like yeah. my digits. And if I lost them, I wouldn't keep trying to gesture with that hand. I would kind of alternate hands. I don't know. That's just like Bob Dole with his, cause he, yeah, I'm like, Bob Dole. Yeah. But he had the pencil and in Mrs. There. Minch, like, Mrs. Mrs. Minch did the same thing. It, they, I don't know if they were just owning it and just getting on you. Like, I think the pencil was in, Thumb was in the other hand. You could do the thumb. I uh, Bob Dole. When I when I Bob Dole uh, loves this Bob, show. Bob Dole, he's dead. I he I used to hang out in his uh, area of Kansas quite regularly. Uh, the I, largest uh, rural water district in the country, oddly enough. Sure, that's can probably you, us now. Can you say pork? <laughs> right. <laughs> he did well for his uh, little piece of desert out there in Kansas, for sure. Yeah, I. Uh, I Played clarinet as a kid and brought my clarinet into the teacher and he looked at me. He's like, "What the hell's going on with this thing?" I'm like, "What? It's my uncle's clarinet." He's like, "Does your uncle have all his fingers?" I'm like, "I don't know. I better ask my mom." <laughs> and he did not. <laughs> oh, nice. Some of the holes were capped because he was missing fingers from being a, a meat packer, and he could still keep playing the clarinet. The guy thought it was cool. He's like, "This is the coolest way to learn how to play just clarinet put some ever." Cork in that hole. You just. They brazed right over the top of the metal, the steel. I mean, oh, the, wow. the fitting, it was still silver. And you just tapped it, and it closed the hole, and it made a great sound. I sounded really Tap good, even though I sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Never had a quality, a quality instrument will sound, you know, decent every once in a while, even with a hack hammer. Right, on absolutely. It. And vice versa, too. A shitty instrument can make, a professional can make sound great. That's true. I can't do either one of those. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I'm looking at some. I'm looking at this screen with the the green waveform on it. I'm Whoa, like, right, did that, I hit? Did I hit that, record? I did hit record. Okay. Oddly enough, cool. push the button. Push that button too. Yeah, no. hey, redundancy. On. They're red. That means yeah, redundancy. Stop. Wait, no, it means wait, go. I'm not wearing a W. Oh, I'm wearing the anti shirt today on accident. <laughs> yeah. So oh, I, you know how I fail. You're in the dentist chair. We oh, donate that's a, that's to dentist. MSC. Wendy, Wendy's the one that donates to Radio Milwaukee. Um, I, so we've got them covered. Yep. I also donate. Yeah, I don't, but that's not because I don't want to. It's because Wendy already does. They've been there have been Radio Milwaukee studio sessions all week this week. Yeah, yeah. I almost was going to go, but I didn't. But it's right. <laughs> all right. Speaking of places people didn't go. Hmm. Oh God! You're gonna give me shit. Oktoberfest. Yeah. Hmm. I do realize I missed a really fun event. I looked at the pictures. I felt bad. And then I got over it and had a beer. I would say, so it started out at Blackbird, and like pretty much we did like at least half, if not three quarters, of the actual miles before the first stop. Sure, it seemed like that was pretty. It was probably half of it, which was cool. Yeah, because made the first stop, 
And then the subsequent ones were like a mile and a half, two miles apart. If that. Yeah. yeah. And I don't think, <clears throat> except for Blackbird, that I've been to any of those other places nope, before. Um, they were good stops. Uh, and the last stop where the party was was badass. <laughs> yeah, Bad Moon, Bad Moon Saloon. Yeah. Oh, we've been there once, though, weren't we? Um, we did that once. I, I well, I, I certainly I have not been there. I don't think I've been okay. there. If I have, I didn't recall. Yeah, the they, had, right. they had a, like a drag show and... <laughs> they, the, and the gra- they make and grasshoppers there, you know the drink. Oh yeah, yeah. Nice. I hadn't had one of those in years. I'm oh, that like, was oh, that, that looks good. It's that green. Was, Let me have. One. <laughs> that was Joe K's. Ranch. Oh, that was the last one, wasn't it? No, that was Joe K's ranch. That was a good one though. That's that where, was the one where the uh, the bar had the the seats. Oh, that, that wasn't where the costume the part. I'm getting, bar. Ooh, like a diner. It was. I'm, am I mixing up two places into yep, one? Right yep. on. So yeah, so, so that's so that's how that night went. <laughs> you said it was a chilly ride home. Uh, we got rained on for a half hour or something, and it wasn't like yeah. misty. It was rain. <clears throat> yeah, it was between Joe K's and Parky's on Squire in the Cudahy. Wow, you guys did a lot of riding. We were we yeah. were we weren't quite south of the airport, but we were like level with the airport yeah, for yeah. sure. It was past. Yeah. We went past Layton, so you know it was that's, a, that's a track. But the real long part was just getting to Blackbird. That was like, yeah, because it, it was, was like, like a third, a third, a third, a third to get down there, a third to do the ride, third to come back again the other way. So yeah. it was, Michael said it was a marathon length. I think that's, yeah. I think I had 28 maybe or something, yeah. but it's pretty much mar- marathon. When you're which doing a 27 bar hop, that's that's a lot of miles. Well, I was just thinking about my my uh, niece doing the Chicago marathon a couple of weeks that's ago. That's why the marathon was in my and head. I was like, and I was like, did this was- time it? But my it it. So my timing gizmo on my watch, because it was on for a long time, just walking around, and I don't just turn it off because I'll forget to turn it on, whatever. But it died at like 1230 while we were at um, the Palapa on the way home. Mm. (laughs) And so I don't know the entire time, but it would have been two and a half hours for the thing, which is, and she did it in four running, four, well, 412, but whatever. (laughs) I'm like, damn, that's fast. You that's know. that's cruising on feet, right? For somebody running, Run, running, running from cops. That's how you get. That's <laughs> how you get that training. Is that right? You're just running from cops. Yeah. <laughs> Fortunately, I've never ran from cops. I don't know. Actually, that's, that's not a true. good idea. I did once as a kid. Yeah, kids are stupid. We were kids are stupid. We had a barrel, and you know the cop showed up, and we were all under. They didn't show up at all your parties. They showed up at few. Yeah, that's we're country just, kids, man. Run, get out of that ravine, you stupid kids down right. there in Lake Park. Uh, Walski. So according to this, it was what? three hours and twenty-seven minutes on Steed on Saturday. Oh, okay. Right on. Not sure. Yeah. I don't know. Seems like you should. Yeah. You should have gone farther, faster. Than, well, yeah, well, we yeah. could, I guess, because the the actual ride part was a lot of parts were kind of slow because it was oh, yeah. through some alleys. Uh, we it was cool. Again, all spots I d- I don't really know down there on that side of town. Yep. That's it's what a, Billy's good for. <laughs> yep, throwing you in the rock pile. Did I? Uh, it's like blah, 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 which way? Just tell me which way north. Did I see <laughs> Mister Four Eyes? Four Eyes with some makeup on. I should have him in a picture somewhere. Rocky Horror Picture Show. Uh, Robert out? Smith. Yeah. Oh, he was a perfect Bob Smith. Big Bob Smith. It was oh, now that you perfect. said that, I totally see it. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> that's that's Whoa. 
Sorry. I'm going to go back and look at that picture again because that is so Bob Smith. <laughs> Where the hell did I talk? Yeah, he's, well, he's looking at his phone over there. So there. Uh, other thing That's we it. could recap real quick is Walski's yeah. 115th birthday party. Sunday? It was. Yeah. It has already been. Yep. And they are apparently the sixth oldest bar in Milwaukee. Interesting. The reason I, well, we went, because it was a good party and they had the hosts was a pretty cool band that played there. Yeah. Did, were you there for that? Part of it. Because I was looking for you. I'm like, where the hell is Mike? Because was like. Yeah, I was there for Thrift Tones. Oh, yeah. And then I stepped away for a little bit just to get away from everybody. Copy. The people. And then I was like, yeah, I'll come back for hosts. And I did for a little bit. And, but it was the. The marathon was <laughs> affecting me. I'm like, oh, kinda, night, night prior. I kind of want to just uh, go home and lay down now. Yeah. <laughs> Saw some logs. I, I must have just missed you because that's a. I got down there when the hosts were just getting going. Okay, and I or I didn't know they were up there because it was they were kind of at the top of the hill and yeah, that's this, all redone and niceified. I know. And they oh, simpl- the park area is? Or? No, the, oh, the, the uh, Colin, <laughs> Air Collins launch ramp. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I'll have to go by and see it. So, right on. Hey, I know we've talked about the Milverine before. We love the Milverine. Uh, JK has pictures John. of the Milverine. Uh, there's a thing. Like, there's a link in the show notes from TMJ doing a thing about him, which is pretty good. I was like, yeah, that's cool. Huh. Talking to him, and the and the reporter takes his shirt off and stuff, and they do fisticuffs and whatnot. Oh, that's awesome! We have a link to that fun. in the show notes. It's in the show notes, and it's the Milverine. And somehow, I don't know. He's been doing this for an awful long time. He's finally got his fifteen minutes or more from. Oh yeah, he's squeezing it out. Oh yeah, oh yeah, good stuff. Big time getting a you know he's throw a, the first pitch out for shit's sake. Come yeah, on, right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, what do I have to do to do yeah, that? That's I'll like, tie both my shoes correctly. Yeah. No, <laughs> no doubt. That was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. That's like having like Bijou going on. It was there right after throwing, our podcast. You know, like, hey, you're Milwaukee into the year. Hey, da 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 da. Yeah. Who, I, who's next? Art Kambalik? <laughs> Funny you should say that. I think Ryan Richie I have, I, have a, I have a vote in. He, the guy hasn't lived here for 30 years. He does not get to be an honor. Well, he could be an honorary Milwaukeean now. Oh, Richie? Yeah. He doesn't <laughs> yeah, live here. Yeah. He doesn't, doesn't count. Him. Does he even live in the United States? Uh, no, not normally. I think he lives in Tasmania. Ta- yeah, yeah. Tasmaniaville. I know because he rides a uh, bamboo bicycle. Knob. Bamboo the, bicycles are dumb. the guy. The guy out in I'm California. Sorry. They are. They're inconsistent. I mean, the idea is good, but if you're trying to get performance out of thing, like the boo fat bikes were kind of all right because the frame doesn't have to be super repeatable. It just has to be strong and done. So you don't have to tune it to do stuff like a road bike or something. But, yeah, otherwise bamboo bikes are stupid. No, carbon bikes are stupid. Bamboo bikes are fine. All right, you know what's not stupid? Titanium bikes. Titanium bikes are not stupid. They're just expensive. They're stupid expensive. I was noticing today that there are – Oh, I got to figure out how this works because we're doing this differently. Uh The phone's like flashing and shit. I'm high and stuff. Hi, how are you? Oh, the- <laughs> it worked. Hey, everybody. Okay. Hey, wait, let's do this again. Hey, uh, welcome to the program, caller. Who do we have on the line? <laughs> Hi. Hi, everybody. This is Mark Peterson from Ogden, Utah. How are you guys doing today? Doing great, Mark. How are you? Doesn't he sound fantastic? Very good. Mark always sounds great. Well, I know, but we're doing this, and that's why the beginning was kind of weird, because we're not doing it through the normal call screener line. We're just doing it through the phone, which 
I think making it happen. Probably yeah. taking the middleman out makes it better. Might. Yes. The only thing about that call screener line is more than one person could call in mm. and kind of listen, and, and we could bring people in. It was it was very useful when we had a popular show. <laughs> when did we have a popular show? I'm not saying you were on it. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> Maybe once or twice. All right, Mark, how's it going? Fantastic, man. It is beautiful weather out here. What's it doing out there? Uh, it's, it, today was 61. in the mid-60s or, or low 60s. Good nice, stuff. Nice. Good stuff. Yep, I think perfect, we're perfect riding weather, man. Yeah, we're in the fall. I, if it stayed like this for another two months, that would be. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. You know, being the climate change denier or anything, or in trying to enable or anything, but God, sometimes <laughs> when that's all shitty, it's I'm selfishly enjoying it. Oh, uh, oh! You mean <laughs> now I'm going to hell? Yeah, you. Oh, you <laughs> or I'm going to Grun- yeah. Grunberg hell right here. <laughs> it doesn't really affect us yet. No, we have the high ground. We're like Anakin Skywalker. Uh, there was a. I think, did we talk about this last week? There was a thing in uh, one of the things that has some stuff in it. Was a uh, survey of the best places to live when when climate change really starts kicking our ass. We're in like the 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 ninety ninth percentile of where you want to be. I would say Mark's not that far off of it, probably, unless that lake evaporates where you're at. Yeah. 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 I hope so. That's <laughs> the plan. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. yeah. Right on. <laughs> right on. So I saw that you guys did some events recently, uh, a couple bike rides or gathering rides. Tell me about that stuff. What did you guys go do? Yeah, we kind of recapped it a little bit, but Biketoberfest is a... Uh, it's probably the 11th, 12th, 27th year. I don't know. It's been going on for quite a while. Yeah. 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 And it it is a, uh, you don't know where you're going until you leave the stop you're at because the, and even then you don't know. Yeah. You're not really sure. You just have to follow the guy that's leading the ride, which makes it really interesting. So it was a, it was a good time. Yeah. Regardless of how people try to razz. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's like, come on, man. Hey, tell me. Hey, okay, just let me know where we're going. Yeah, you'll find out when we get there. It's like, oh, no, but I really want, I need to know where we're going. Yeah, you will find, find out when, when we get there. Yeah, when I pull you know? up and stop. <laughs> I was like, yeah. bless your freaking heart. And it, it's through an area of town that we don't frequent, so it was great, I yeah. thought. Awesome, awesome. I saw some of the pictures, and they just looked like you guys were having a great time. And I knew you guys had done it for a while. I just uh, wanted to hear a little bit more about it. Thank you. Yeah, right. Listen to the beginning of the show. You'll get an earful. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Um, when you, As you were calling in, we were talking about kind of I, – I think there's a proliferation of uh, titanium fat bikes this year. I know there's always been a few out there. There's, you know, Black Sheep, and there's Custom Guys and Tie Cycles. But it just Man. seems like there's several more that have just obviously because they're going into fat bike season, but popped up. And I was just like thinking to myself, myself, you know, is this is this like is just there aren't a lot of other material fat bikes out there anymore. There's not that many steel ones. There's there a couple carbon ones, but not many. But it's like all these titanium ones now. And and then I piggybacked on that the fact that it seems like electric bikes are all moving towards. Cargo electric bikes, which that's, I'm all for. Of that's where that makes sense. You know, it and really I, does. To be fair, I, I think I think it makes sense for most fat bikes to be titanium because everyone knows carbon sucks, especially in the cold and right. whatever. And if it's going to – I think most people that are riding fat bikes today are diehards. It, we're not letting that fad go without a fight, you know. It's like 
But as as you, one today. as you have been riding years and years, you kind of just keep bumping your, maybe you bump your level up a little bit, and getting a tie frame just seems smart because as uh, components change, the frame doesn't go away, so you can just keep retrofitting it until Wait, you die. I have a, a forever frame. I have Absolutely. a segue into fat bikes. Oddly enough, go Tony. So yesterday we had a um, a breakfast or a lunch. At Daniel's school, and we got seated with Daniel and his, I'll just say it, possibly autistic friend at school. And for those of you that don't know, since you've never listened to me, Daniel's autistic. Um, the guy starts talking to me, and he's like, we start, we, we digress from Scardinas to the River West 24, and the guy's like, so, you got one of those fat bikes? <laughs> And I'm like, actually, I got a couple of them. He's like, do you by chance know Colin Ford? Yeah. And I'm like, whoa, talk about a blast from the past. I'm like, as a matter of fact, he's been on my River West 24 team. And I'm like, how do you know Colin? And this is where I start to feel really old. He's like, we went to school together. I'm like, oh, great. You went to school with Colin, and we both have children the same age. I did not go to school with Colin, considering I'm like twice his age. Rather entertaining. So, was that fat bike related? It was because he said, I says, as a matter of fact, Colin just sold his fat bike right to on. our friend Dave Lunds um, because they're both obsessed with green bikes for some fucking reason. Whom I saw today at lunch. Did you know? Where did you guys have lunch? Period. <laughs> Studs. Nice. Studs. Is that well, I, got a, I got a question for you guys about fat bikes and the fat bike uh, trends right now. Are you seeing any reduction in price overall in the fat bike genre? Not on the tie frames. <laughs> well, obviously not on tie. So, um, yeah, you know, I don't, well, I, so many people have stopped making them, you know, it's like there aren't that many left. I think a lot of what's getting sold is like two or three year old stock, you know? Yeah, sure. Um, sure. Including from some of the biggest names in fat biking, fat biking, fat biking. Yeah. not, not certainly though. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I, I, to be fair, I have not been keeping my hand or finger or toe on the pulse as of late with the moving and the bullshittery, but it's just, we're getting into fat bike. I've been, I'm still on motorcycle season and I just got my motorcycle running for the oh, first nice. time what yesterday. Oh, I, the one I just got running is an SV650 Suzuki. Oh, fun, man. Oh yeah, it's fun. I'm going to sell it. <laughs> <laughs> not now, not now though, because guess what? The worst time of year to sell a motorcycle is right now. Today yeah. is probably yeah. the, it's probably the worst day. Yeah, uh, yeah. As, as soon as you get past Christmas, oddly enough, people start thinking already it might be getting warmer pretty soon. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I might I might let her go, but I'm having fun now. So now, that being said, I do see a lot more, quite frankly, cheap Chinese fat electric fat bikes coming out. Lots yeah. of cheap fat bikes. Cheap, yeah. cheap fat bikes. Indeed. Yeah. And you get what you pay for. Cheap. You absolutely, absolutely. And we have to deal with some of those uh, products and it, it is just a nightmare. Oh, I mean, I you barely over tighten something trying to torque it to spec and it strips out. Oh, when you got unsafe battery potential and oh, yeah. don't even oh, touch yeah. them. Don't even touch them. Your insurance oh, will yeah. kill you. Uh, so at Pronghorn, Mark, do you guys do any boutique quote unquote boutique brands of fat bikes? Or are you more in the mainstream of uh, whomever is currently paying the Chinese enough to what make that, one? What's that, Greg? 
Great no, oh, wait. Oh, shit. Sorry. Before we get oh. into that, apparently we have a... We, we, have oh, to, we have to stop for the top of the hill, mostly because I just cracked this thing open. Sweet. Uh, so I... What are you guys drinking today? That's a good question. I can't see the label because oh, I, I just put I mine stuffed away. it in the koozie. <laughs> All right. So what had so what had happened was um, this is Lakefront's Agave Sun Blue Agave Ale, which mm. we had I had first at the WMSE. Me as well. Back big backyard. Blah blah blah. But I got this particular twelve pack from Jake Newborn at the Bike Fed because I went down and swapped his throttle out on his e bike so he could make sure that. Which which it. was a a, th- a faulty throttle, so interesting. Um, at least so far, and he's got a CYC motor. I don't know, Mark, if you're familiar with the CYCs. The guy that's the guy that's the biggest um, importer of them, I think, in the United States is in. I think he he might even be in Ogden, but he's somewhere out there. Might be Draper or somewhere. Um, the company is called Electrify Bike. And they, and they do have a retail location, but they are also a wholesaler for Bethang and and uh, CYC. And this, CYC's insane. Uh, we, we it's a nice thing. motor, but it's, so far it's been a little bit on the, shall we say, unreliable side. Okay. That's where Bethang shines. Yeah, because they've been around forever. Yeah. 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 So, you know. Uh, yeah, we, we sell a lot of the cheap uh, e-fat bikes, but the only uh, uh, fat bike that we are carrying currently is the Wendigo. Um, okay. I think it's a, the Fuji Wendigo. Yeah, Fuji. And it, it's it's like a a thousand dollar fat bike. It's kind of, I mean, it's a decent bike. Like it would be a great bike for anybody that isn't crazy serious about it. If they're right. just into it, sort of, it'd be perfect. Right on. Hey, we. So I know that we were. I, we forgot to say what this beer is all about. Besides that, we've had it a couple times before, <laughs> oh, yeah. and how it's, and how we came by it. I yeah. it, the first one I had, I was like, yeah, I was the same way. Because it's kind of citrusy and it's, but it it's one of those. It like in the summer it would be really great because it's light. Mm. And uh, but as I drank a couple of them, I'm like, it's really not that bad. I, I started like to really enjoy it's like them. Rolling too. Rock. I don't really right. like it, but I'll drink it because. And then after around. three, they're pretty good, right? Exactly. You know? <laughs> but you these are actually, I would never ever at a grocery store looking at a front a selection of beer would pick this out. And then I had it with you at at the backyard <laughs> barbecue, and I'm like, you know. This is a pretty nice beer. Did you yes. see the pic? Did you see the picture from Walski's Fest of uh, Lloyd with Jim and uh, Russ Klish? No. Ah, well, yeah. I was standing, Sean, I was talking and your neighbor Sean. So I was talking. Oh to, God, no! <laughs> oh, someone yeah, yeah. send me this no, ugly thing. I got to send you this hideous picture because he's giving me shit about my hair, and he hasn't washed his hair in how long? Give me, give me a break over here, bro. But anyway, so <laughs> Russ, twice a year. so Russ and um, Jim Klish own Lakefront Brewery, and I was having. Yeah. Russ no longer owns. Oh, wait, he may have sold. Yeah, one Jim, of them probably. Jim owns it. Well, either oh, way, yeah. Anyway, go whatever. On. It's been going for thirty years. So, I'm talking to Jim about how thirty three years ago, Marcus and I refinished his floors on his house in uh, uh, in River West, and he's like, "I remember that. You guys helped me get a lot more money for the house." <laughs> like, sweet, awesome. Can I have part of the company now, please? Yeah, right. <laughs> Where's your cut? Yeah, right, because uh, I feel like somehow I'm not owed it, but maybe. I don't know. I, right. There's yeah. vicious rumor that, and this is just rumor, that, that Lakefront's for sale. You, the vicious rumors keep coming from you. You mention it all the time. Good God, what is this picture? Where, are you guys? Yeah, what's Lakefront? 
Lakefront is this brewery we're talking about. Yeah, they're, Lakefront uh, Brewery. They're, 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 that's they're, their entire operation. Yeah, they're like the oldest, well, one of the oldest uh, micro brews in. They're not micro. What? They're now they regional. Yeah, but they were micro when they started. Right, that's true. So they never don't get micro. Over, don't get over twenty five thousand barrels. You want a fresh a year. one? I don't know what that means. Is that makes a lot? you makes you regional. Is that that's a lot. lot. That's a lot. Twenty five thousand barrels. Yeah, that's when you go from micro to regional. What about mm. macro? When do you get to macro? Macro is when you're dumb. And you, got, yeah, and you, you brew them. shitty beer. Mark, what are you drinking? I am uh, drinking basically a no name. It's called Pub Beer Locker. Uh, or lager and it's a uh, cheap fun it's a pure white can with black lettering and no marketing on nice it. so it's <laughs> generic i love it like the old yeah. old timey ones right? that just said beer beer it tastes just like pbr <laughs> all right fair enough i i remember something i wanted to ask mark about well, ask him. Mark, I got a question for you. So okay. you uh, cuz we follow you on the interwebs on the old book, facebook you know uh, I saw you're you're working on something for the seat of your bike. Yes. Uh, is it yeah. s- stitched leather or something, something? Is it leather? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, uh, well, um, I think I told you guys I was building a Springer banana seat for my bike. Yes. And um, I'm getting ready to assemble that. And I've got a new uh, banana seat pan that is longer than the one I am currently running and has more of a curve, so it'll be much nicer, and it is solid steel, so I can weld to it and stuff. And so I'm going to build up my own padding on it using a very dense, harder uh, uh, foam rubber type stuff. And then that'll get sanded down and shaped to the perfect shape. And then it'll get covered with two or three more layers of progressively softer foam that gets thinner and thinner. Now with the leather, in doing my experiment that I did last night at two in the morning, like an idiot. <laughs> uh, Hallelujah. I learned. I learned when you perforate leather like like what you see in the picture, it becomes just a tear zone. It, it's gonna it's gonna come apart right there. So I've learned that when I do the actual product, I'm gonna uh, like laminate some fabric onto the backside of the leather, and then laminate some fabric onto the foam that I'm putting on there. And then when I stitch through, it gives me this bubble appearance, like a, a poofing out of the leather. A poofing. That sounds poofing. like you're kind of almost tucking and rolling it. Poofing. Well, yeah, yeah. And what I wanted to do it with my sewing machine, because I have sewing machines that will go right through this leather, but they were not doing the right thing with the foam. It wasn't acting right. So I'm having to hand sew it. So that's going to be quite a challenge. Right on. Yeah, the seat sounds awesome. I, I, I like your uh, your your foam layering technique. And uh, where did the pan yeah. come from? Is that is that something you had made or did you get it from Alibaba? No, no. It actually uh, it came along the way of how bicycle things just fall into my ownership. Uh, I have no idea where it came from. It just appeared here. <laughs> <laughs> You're like a bike magnet. <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> and it used to be a good thing, and then it became kind of a bad thing. And I was what I didn't get to tell you guys about or talk about last time was that I sold four of my bikes. Whoa! Um, I'm I'm not a guy that sells bikes, right? And so I I chose to sell these bikes so I could get an ablation procedure. They're getting hung, hung up in the rafters, and I got decent money for them. But that got me thinking because I ended up stacking all of my bikes out on my back fence the other day, 
and there were 33 of them, and it almost took up the entire length of my backyard, and I realized I have a problem. <laughs> as soon as it makes that turn into the L, you're, you're sunk. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I've, I've made the commitment to sell 20 of them. So if any of you guys know anybody or personally wants to acquire one of my bikes as art, you can get it at a low, low price. So is that something that you have online somewhere or do you just have a picture of them numbered one to 33 and say, I'm looking, let, let's auction off number seven today. I like the way you think, man. I think I will put together something along the lines of number one, two, three, four, and then get them up in a location where people can refer to them quickly. Um, this is stuff that I've just been kind of digesting emotionally and I haven't taken a whole lot of moves in any kind of physical way other than like a couple posts that I put up, but I'm excited for it because even though I'm letting go of them, I, I there's so much room for activities when they're gone. <laughs> right, and, and more bikes. <laughs> and that's the point. Is I have become addicted to this new customization on the e-bike thing, and I want to do some expensive things, and I can't do them without money. Right, and that's where Snoop Usually Dogg how it works. That's where Snoop Dogg comes in. Hell yeah. <laughs> I like the idea. I think that's you're headed in the same direction that we are here with everyday cycles is that we're, we're doing custom stuff. We're not just selling a bike cause I can't anymore. For one QBP won't sell to me temporarily. So, Why? Cause I owe money. No, <laughs> it's true. Um, <laughs> but even if I, well, when I get them, I'll get them paid off. Don't worry guys. I'm good on that. Um, <laughs> the, the way that we, are structured with the business and the location. They're like, Oh, if you're a real bike, you're kind of like a guy with a garage. I'm like, does a guy have 40 bikes in there and you know, 3,500 square feet? No, he doesn't. This is a legit business. I pay rent outside my house. Give me, give me my shit, bro. Shit. (laughs) But anyway, so in lieu of all that, yes, finding interesting stuff that has seen partial life and not totally gone used wise would be awesome. Yeah, yeah, well, in this, in fact, segues into this next kind of area that I wanted to talk to you guys about. And that's a, and it ties into our earlier conversation about cheap e-fat bikes. Um, I am trying to think about what the e-bike industry is going to look like in three or four years from now when the bikes that we sold last year come back to us. Yeah. And when problems start arising and things start changing and breaking down and wearing out. I, I really wonder what that's going to look like, what companies are going to stand behind their products, how we're going to deal with it, or whether it won't be any big deal at all. And people will just buy new batteries and go on with their happy lives. U G L Y. It's going to be ugly. It's going to be ugly. I'm telling you right now. Yeah, I, I I, think- Tony was watching me do that. I was like, I'm just saying you. Because I was bopping around. I think you are going to get people that feel that they paid a thousand or fifteen hundred dollars for a generic e-bike. Who, when you tell them they need a new battery and it's five hundred bucks, are going to just be like, "What the actual hell?" Education is not just for children, people. Right. I mean, it. There are definitely people that buy these having no knowledge of how to properly maintain them. That's your internet Um, at work. I mean, it really is, and and I do. I mean, they're lithium ion batteries. They take so many charges, and they long no longer work. And if they're generic cells, eighteen six fifties, whatever, one of them dies, and the whole pack is gone. 
Yep, and yep. and that that's. Do you think the baby maker people tell the folks? No, about I'm this definitely guarantee you that FXT or FTX, where the fuck those baby maker people are called. But everyone's making a baby maker now. They just call yep. it something else, better than baby maker. But, but they, they all have that down maker. tube battery. You know, a wide aluminum down tube that they can throw a, I don't know, ten amp hour battery in. It's the dumbest idea I've ever seen. It's not going to get better. Oh, it's stealth. I'm like, you're riding an electric bike, man. I mean, you don't need to be stealth. Well, and to go to what you said a second ago, I, I truly believe that probably 90% of the people, and I'm kind of going out on a limb here, that 90% of the people that buy e-bikes don't have a fucking clue about bikes in general at all. Uh, 85 to I, 90, I'll give and you. I would also go as far as saying that 85, 90% of that 85, 90% that you're talking about don't even ride their bikes ever. They just put right, them in the garage. Right. They ride them. Oh, home that's going to be great for me. And then they never use it. So your actual amount of people that probably ride them regularly is 15 to 20%. So on yeah, that, cool. and that aspect, you may not see that many bikes coming back to the shop because no They're one all in garages them. burning them down in Indonesia somewhere. Right. That may be the truth of it. Who knows? I'm kind of curious. It's going to be interesting. It's it's going to be an interesting couple of years for sure. <laughs> Except for Schwinn in the old days when everybody had a Schwinn. I think if every bike company out there, if people actually used every bike that the bike company sells for a reasonable amount every year, 100 days a year they're riding their bike or whatever, they would have return mm-hmm. rates that would blow your mind. Yeah, but they know that. The marketing, <laughs> the auditors, they've all done that math. They know it's not going to happen. It's a big secret, folks. Yeah. I mean, how many bikes in the United States, especially, are brought home, rode a couple of times, hung in the garage, left to sit? Sold to a college student. Sold to a Yeah, that's that's on the low side, I agree. Most definitely. I will say there's a kid on campus that has an absolutely spectacular rock hopper that is clearly his dad's who did exact that thing. He rode it a couple of times, hung it in his garage. His kid went to college. He's like, I got the perfect bike for you. Don't care if it's it's, stolen anymore. It is absolutely immaculate, like never ridden condition. I've I've seen a handful of them. I'm kind of wanting to like put a note on them. Like, hey, you know, your your dad gave you this bike. Why don't you sell it to me for a hundred (laughs) bucks? You can buy beer with that. (laughs) All right, Mark, you got any, you got anything before we wrap this sucker up here? Uh, just just a couple minor things. I'm not going to give you the whole spiel. I just hope that everyone out there eventually makes their way into a pronghorn bicycle in Perry, where the phone number is 435-230-3775, or in Pronghorn, Syracuse, where the phone number is 801-820-5934. I love you guys. Thanks for having me on. Oh, I wanted to do a shout-out to Paul uh, Components. And in particular, uh, at Paul Components, uh, Gary, Gary and Paul at Paul Components, they hooked me up with some parts this year, and those guys just treat me so well. And if you don't have any Paul Components on your bikes, you need some. Yeah, (laughs) I'm a Paul sucker. I, I like my Paul. Paul. Wait a second. I'm a Paul sucker, I'm a Paul sucker over oh, here. Hey, no. <laughs> sounds, Excuse me? Sounds kind of bad. Paul Paul Anyhow, Price, one of the most solid guys. Have in a world. great afternoon. I love you so much. I hope you have a wonderful week, and I will talk to you the next time we talk. Hey, you just brought something up, I'm thinking, next time uh-huh. we talk. 
You know Paul, right? And a little bit. You know Paul Price a little bit. I don't know Paul. You should get him on the day old show. Guys, we are calling. Yeah. Damn it. I think he, yeah. was, he was on Weekly Dose of Fat, I believe. I'm sure we talked sure. to him at an interview. That's that show I wasn't cool enough to be in? That's the one. Yeah, that's the one. I'll, I'll bet he'll do it. I'll oh, he'll, he'll do, do it. it. Even though, yeah. just tell him we have well over like three listeners and he'll, he'll be there. I'm sure he'll be there. <laughs> All right, Mark. Thanks again. Always, always a good time talking love to you. Love you, brother. Absolutely. Okay. Love you guys later. Peace. Well, that helped fill the, uh, the cast. Right. He's I was like, so informative. Our He's, show would have been five minutes without, without Mark. Eight. Come on. Okay, Give yourself well, a little credit. We would have gotten eight. to eight. Yeah. He's, it's almost like at times there he's interviewing us. It kind of turns the tables. I like how Isn't he thinks. I like, you know, he's, yeah, Mark's good. Well, guy. he's got a, he should have his own show. He's got a bigger following than we do. Probably. He Shh. does, he, he does have the people's and on. he the, won't call into us. Shh. Oh, yeah. Where's that? You know what? Okay, so there's that freaking noise again. Yeah, I know. I heard it too. I don't know why. I tested before. Wasn't here. Also. Maybe your cranium's in different It doesn't size. come through on the recording for some reason. It doesn't. It's just the hum for us? Yes. That's apparently weird. it just comes through our ears, not in through our mouth holes. What I don't are you know. doing? Probably what vibra- are you doing? vibrating his bunghole. <laughs> it was the witching <laughs> month. <clears throat> All right, everybody. Thank you for listening to this edition of Mark Peterson Interviews the Guys. And we'll be back... I don't know, next week, right? Yeah. So, usually. 